aware, Fox and his friends are not doctors or experts. Do not take these opinions as the gospel. Although they are highly intelligent, sexy, and influential, please think for yourself. I want to thank the girls over at Socially Toxic Podcast for that little disclaimer. Thank you. The military-industrial complex doesn't care about us. We need to stop sending our children to war and dying for the bankers and elites. The medical-industrial complex does not care about us. They need us sick and weak so we can be patients for life. Stop taking their poison. The education system is merely an indoctrination program designed to supply the elites with obedient workers and turn over as much profit as possible at our expense. Let's turn off the television, put down the phone. Let's take our country back. Thanks for being one of us. You are listening to the Conspiracy Soldiers Podcast. All right, what's up, ladies and germs? Welcome back to the Beer Garden Reporting. Uh, it's a little early for beer, though. It's like 9 o'clock in the morning. And I'm running late, which is strange, because I'm normally at work, but I'm on strike right now. And I'm uh, fucking drunk for like a week and a half. I got to take it easy. I need, to, I need to take a couple day or two off. But I do got to go... Uh, I got to go pick it later to get my strike pay. We're picking in today from like noon to six. So I'll be out there getting rained on it looks like. Uh, Yeah, I'm running late. Uh, I started doing a podcast, an episode yesterday. And then somebody that I was going to have on kind of backed out. So then I started researching a bunch of stuff that I wanted to talk about. Next thing I knew, it was like going on noon. I basically just ran out of time. I said, well, I'm off indefinitely, so I'll just do it tomorrow. Sorry about that. Running about a day late here. I mean, sometimes I drops on Friday, sometimes Sunday, but never this late. I'll get it together. The Browns kicked ass yesterday. I'm a Browns fan. And then I stayed up last night. Watch. I was hoping that the Raiders were going to beat the Steelers. That didn't happen. I think, you know, I'm, I'm paranoid about stuff because I'm a conspiracy theorist. feels like the, the Steelers, uh, when they bring in new recruits, they ask them, like, are you willing to sell your soul to the devil? Because they just pull shit out of their ass. They got, it looks like they got no talent. You know, they, people get hurt, people leave the team, and they just keep on, it's like they pull something out of their ass all the time. Gosh, I'm not hating on the Steelers. They, hey, good for them. Good for them, man. So we're 2-1 and one now. We lost to the Steelers last Monday night. Yeah, so I guess I'm going to have to pull one of my ponchos out of my go bag. Get ready to go get rained on today. And I might do, uh, this is what, this will probably be a short one, but I've said that before and then I just keep on rambling on about all kinds of shit. 
but I might do a couple, two or three episodes since I'm on strike, you know, I ain't got nothing else to do, I got a lot of people emailing me and stuff, want to come on, so I got plenty to talk about, uh, I was looking at uh, Bear Aspirin, the Bear Aspirin Company, which started way back in uh, 1863. It used to be a dye company, right? Uh, Friedrich Bear was like a dye salesman, and Johann Friedman Friedrich Westcott was like a dye maker or something like that. So they they founded. The Freed Bear Company. And they got pretty successful. It took took less than 20 years and they became a joint stock company in 1881. And sometime between that and like late 1800s, early 1900s, that's when they that's when they started getting into chemicals and stuff, right? So between 1914 and 1925 they kind of got the they were growing pretty fast but it got interrupted by World War 1 but then they opened like a third site in Germany and the the dye part of it took the biggest hit you know during the war and I think that they kind of start really started slowing down on that and focusing on chemicals and pharmaceuticals, basically. And then in later on, closer to World War II, six German companies they formed an they formed like an uh, alliance. I forget the term for it, but and they named it IG Farben. Industries, AG. So that led to World War Two, And some dirty stuff was going on, it looks like. So the Allies basically seized the company and dissolved it. Split it up and uh, distributed like war reparations. Because they were using like slave labor in the concentration camps and stuff like that. And uh, so during the Nuremberg trials, 23 of the senior managers were charged with crimes against humanity. And I don't know how, I don't know how today they, I mean, that would be the end of them. You know, they the company would never survive, but they made it somehow. All right, so uh, so after all that happened, they reconstructed it and renamed it Bear, regained all their sales. You know, and uh, they were still under the control of the Allies, though, right? So. That leads up to the to the oil recession in the late seventies, early eighties, and the the petroleum prices quadrupled. So they took a hit on that. But then 
So this is the late, or this is in the 80s. This is when they started, uh, this is the early, early period of wokeness. You know, companies going woke like everybody is today. Basically being forced to, uh, you know, forced to go with this agenda. But they took an EPA stance. And just in case, if you guys are anything like me, you're probably wondering, like, okay, well, who are the shareholders? BlackRock, Vanguard, they own everything. And if if Black, I didn't see anything about State Street, but, like, BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, they all own each other, right? It's basically like, like a trinity, a corporate trinity, if you will. All right, so... I got this from, it's basically from, uh, we jumped from the, from the eighties till 2010. And I didn't, I didn't even know this. It's the 150th anniversary of its foundation worldwide. They celebrated it with German chancellor, uh, Angela Merkel. Served a celebratory meal for 110,000 employees over there. Blah, blah. I don't know. And then, uh, let's see here. 2014. Bear strength strengthens its oncology business with the acquisition of Algeta in March. So probably like... uh, I'm sorry about that. Equipment was fucking up. But their 2014 oncology business, I'm guessing that was like uh, chemo, you know, like chemo medicine and stuff like that. They're involved in all kinds of shit. 2015, they're operating under the name Covestro. Oh, yeah, this company is economically and legally independent, but initially remains a a subsidiary of Bayer AG. Yeah, so this company, Covestro, it's kind of like they back them up for, like, if they get sued and shit like that. It's basically about uh, insurance and, uh, yeah, like legal insurance, basically, is what it looked like to me. I'm not an expert at this shit. Okay, 2016, it just says that Werner Bauman becomes the new CEO of Bayer AG. He was has been a member of the board of management since 2010, most recently responsible for strategy and portfolio management. Okay, and then in September is when they... Uh, Made a binding and merger with uh, Monsanto. You, everybody knows about Monsanto. They, they're the ones responsible for for poisoning all our food and stuff with this, uh, you know, weed killer. Probably like a bug killer. It kills a lot of shit, including us. But we're we're so much bigger than it. Just takes longer. I think that's all poison. But they got into it with Monsanto. And then 
2017, uh, they, they get more into like healthcare and agriculture, which goes right along with the Monsanto thing. 2018 concludes process to sell Covestro. Bear AG now holds 6.8% of Covestro. But like I said, that was just, uh, that's like a backup plan in case they get sued. So obviously they got each other's back. Okay, 2019 announces the sale of its animal health business for $7.6 billion to Elanco Animal Health. Uh, and then in December of 19, that's when they announced that will, it will significantly step up its sustainability efforts and set ambitious targets to be achieved by 2030. There's that agenda 2030 again. Bear aims to become a carbon neutral company. Wow. That's why they're getting into this crop. You know, Monsanto and the crop shit and the animal, you know. Carbon carbon neutral, all these all these pharmaceuticals are uh all the pharmaceuticals are petroleum based. So that doesn't go along with this carbon neutral company. So now they're trying to get all that established by 2030. But they're getting into uh, they're getting more into like crop science type of thing, which is now today it's like 50 percent of their business. And by 2030, that's probably what it'll probably be 100 percent by then. They're going to get rid of all the pharmaceuticals will probably leave that up to uh i don't know pfizer moderna and if they don't already own those guys anyway you know how it is man with these corporations they just change their names and you know sell it sell off to their buddies and they're all it's all stays in the family you know what i'm saying i'm having a really hard time (laughs) with this this morning with this podcast See what happens when I take an extra day off? I'm fucking up. Yeah, I think I think this is going to be a short one this this week around. But like I said, I'm probably going to have two or three episodes this week anyway cuz I ain't doing nothing else. I'm not working. I'm not proud of that, but I there ain't nothing I can do about it. But um I'd like to know what kind of role Bear played in, uh, if like if they had anything to do with any of the vaccines or anything like that. I should have looked farther into it. Like I'm just not, I'm not on top of my game this week, people. I'll, I'll bounce back, but uh, like speaking of COVID, I was looking at Event 201, and that was uh. That was a high-level pandemic exercise in New York City. This was like October 2019. Hosted, it was hosted by John Hopkins Center for Health Security with the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They're involved in just about everything that's dirty. 
So, October 2019, and that was what? Uh, probably about six weeks before we heard about the first illness was reported in Wuhan. So, the World Economic Forum at Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they set up this simulation while they were funding the group that owns the patent to the virus. The, the Furbright Institute, they were assigned this 2000 United States CDC, Center for Disease Control. So what's the point? What's my point here? It was never about our safety. They planned this shit going all the way back to at least, you know, five years, if not longer. It was never about safety. It was about economic gains for government and private corporations. Not to mention the control of citizens. And these organizations, I'm not, <clears throat> it's all documented, right? They've all got websites where you can read all about. They act like they're uh, saving the world, which is which actually they're doing the opposite. They got websites that openly flaunt these ideas, you know. Go on, go on the internet and type uh, World Economic Forum Great Reset or something like that. You can read all about it right there on the worldeconomicforum.com or whatever it is. But if you do, use Brave Browser. Because if you use, like, Google, you're going to read about. They're not, they're not, you're not going to be able to find the people that are opposed to what they're doing. Right, but just like DuckDuckGo, I mean, you used to be able to use DuckDuckGo and then Google bought them out. So for now, I'm using Brave Browser. I'm sure that'll get they'll, they'll penetrate that too, and then we're gonna have to find something else if there's even anything left by then. They're trying to take all this shit over. Yeah, this is definitely gonna be a short one. Uh. The next thing I want to, I was, the last thing I got written down here that I wanted to go over was the Zohar scripture, which is like a, it's like goes into Judaism and all that, Judaism. Yeah, but before I talk about that, uh, I guess I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a little guilt about the last episode when I had that pastor on. It, sometimes I don't articulate when I'm trying to talk about, like, when I was, uh, when I kept talking about, excuse me, I kept talking about, um, you know, Jesus' name. Uh, when I, I, I love Jesus, and when I'm talking about Jesus, I believe, you know, he's, Jesus and God it's all in your intention, right? It doesn't matter. I mean, I worry about word games and stuff like that. That's why I was trying to get to, uh, you know, the how do we get to Jesus from Yeshua and all that type of stuff. Because there is uh, like Malachian word magic and stuff like that. And I just, uh, I don't know. But 
for this guy that I was talking to last week, he was he was cool, you know, and I wasn't. And we, we like I said, we disagreed on a couple things, but a lot of stuff we did agree on. Like I, like I said, I, I mean, I am like a Christian, you know, but I just, I mean, I know the, the devil or Satan or Lucifer or Baal, Moloch, whatever you want to call it, and there's a, probably a whole bunch of them, but they're busy, man, and they're dirty, just like he was saying, the devil's busy. It doesn't matter what you want to call it, God or Jesus. It matters what your intentions are, right? So, I mean, if you if you have nothing but love and good in your intentions, then you're praying to the right person. And if you're, you're selfish and, and greedy and evil, that's what you're going to, that's what you're, that's what you're gonna summon when you're when you're praying or whatever you, you know what I'm saying. So, but yeah, I gotta I gotta ease up on that type of stuff, especially. Uh, I mean, Jesus and God. I don't I don't have anything against what whatever you want to call it. It just depends on your intention, okay. But but um, I just wanted to put that out there. I felt a little bad about you know trying to say that stuff all right anyway this zohar scripture it's a what they call it extra extra canonical text or like one of the lost books you know like enoch or jasper jasher i mean um and some of the other ones but this would have been like the old testament so it's some people thinks it's like uh, Kabbalah or like a mystical form of Judaism, and it was written in the second century A.D. by Shimon Bar Yoki, and he claimed he was inspired by visions from the archangel Gabriel which told him to record this secret, powerful knowledge about interpreting the Torah. So, yeah, it kind of, and it's like I was saying, it's all, it's all about intention. So, I mean, if you, you just got to be careful about all this stuff because it, it kind of borders on occultism and witchcraft, maybe. Or it could, it could, it could be, uh, Maybe God was back, you know, back then God was trying to uh, give give mankind a way to communicate with them. So it's an it's an approach to spirituality, and these uh, these Zohar Kabbalists believe Jewish leaders during the Roman era they considered this knowledge too powerful for the common man. So that's the type of stuff I'm getting at, right? It could be a good thing, and the uh, going all the way back, going all the way back to uh, the Roman area era, they were trying to keep us down, right? They wanted to keep you know, like the governments and the leaders. 
they wanted to keep all this knowledge for themselves. So, you know, they outlawed it, basically. That's the type of stuff I'm talking about. All right, where was I at? Okay. According to the... Okay, according to the Zohar, God's message could be understood at four levels. Literal, allegorical, which is like kind of like storytelling. Rabbinic, so like sermons and stuff like that. And secretive. We all know what secretive means. So, like I said, the Roman leaders were trying to keep this secret from us. So, like in the 13th century, so, like almost, you know, like, it's like 10... 10, 11 centuries later, it took a while. It was republished by this Moses de Leon. I think that was in Spain or something like that. Uh, yeah, there was no, no word of it for, you know, 10, 11 centuries. All right, so this, uh, yeah, the Zohar was thought to be like an anti-christian Jew work by the you know the the Jews thought this it basically breaks down the the 10 what they call sephira or the steps and rhythms in order to manifest and speak to God i read it over and it's there's really no easy way to describe it it'd be like um it'd be like trying to teach somebody to meditate you know what i mean it that's basically that might be part of it too it's just something you can't explain i don't understand it but i'll read it to you it's uh it's a process so there's 10 what they call sephira and the first one is crown i don't even know what that means second one is wisdom Intelligence, love, might, beauty, eternity, majesty, foundation, and kingship. And so, and it's, it also said that sometimes it was arranged in like, you know, pillars like left right and middle pillars like you know like three trinities or it's kind of hard to it's kind it's hard to keep track of them and figure out what they're talking about so it's one of these things that you just gotta like i said it's a process you gotta keep on working on it and like meditation you get better at it as you go and then if it's true, you know, maybe maybe some eventually you are uh, communicating with God. Like I said, the Roman leaders didn't want us mankind, the common man, 
to know about that stuff. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, it's only been like a half hour, it looks like. I told you guys it was going to be a short one. I'm just not on my game. Plus, I've been drinking for like a week and a half. That's how long I've been on strike. And uh, I don't really want to talk, get into that too much. You know, uh, I, I mean, of course, I got to back the union. You know what I mean? But, I mean, there's... There's there's greed on both sides. I mean, I just want to get back to work. But, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you, everybody knows, every, if you listen to this before, you know how I feel about corporations. But, it's, I mean, I hope I hope this, this president, Fain, I think I hope he gets what he wants. You know, but we, we haven't even really had a opportunity to see anything because – you know, he's basically just shutting them down. But it sounds like they're uh, trying to take take a lot of the stuff away that we already had, which is not good. But, you know, these, these corporations are motherfuckers, so they're trying to make every last penny they can make. But, I don't know, I'll be out there, I'll be out there striking here in probably two, three hours now. Uh couple hours actually it's going on 10 o'clock uh but like i said man all the all this time off i'm boozing too much and uh fucking up my show here <laughs> uh yeah but thanks for listening everybody uh like i said i'm probably gonna put out another one a couple couple more this week maybe and uh, I'll get back on my game. Matter of fact, I'm going to take, take today, at least today and tomorrow off from drinking. I can't. I don't need any more. It doesn't even sound good right now. Uh, but you know how it is. Uh, any questions, comments, bitches, gripes, complaints, conspiracy soldiers at yahoo.com. Now you can find us on Instagram at the conspiracy soldiers all right that's it that's it for right now conspiracy soldiers is going dark